everybody, welcome to the Blue Collar Built Podcast, the show about two brothers who are sharing their experiences they're going through it. What's going on? Not shit. We had a good week, right? We had a phenomenal week, I was man. gassed. No. I was gassed. I'm know, so glad that on too. Friday you're just like, you know, we can take care of this. And I was just, just like... I know. <laughs> I'm done. I love <laughs> I'm weeks done. like that, dude. I absolutely love weeks killer. like that. We poured pretty much every day, didn't we? Technically, we did not. We didn't pour on Thursday, but we did two pours on Friday. So yeah, I mean, we had five. We poured every single day. Yeah, I love it though. And it wasn't like it wasn't like small one or two yard pours. Mm-hmm. Everything we poured was like ten plus. Yeah, it was nice too because obviously that one pour we did for Dad wasn't like the best. That one in the back of right. the house. All these other pours we've been doing, I think, I mean, they're like quality, really good. And yep. it feels good to do that. Quality. Yeah. You know, and it happens. Um, unfortunately, we don't get to have any control over the kind of concrete quality yeah. that we get, meaning we don't mix the mud. And the issue right. we, we're having right now is we're having that hot Portland, which makes concrete But we didn't have faster. that out in our uh, the Crescent job, which is weird. We didn't. Well, we didn't the first two, but if you notice that la- that approach it seemed was, a little sticky. Was sticky. Yeah, it did. But smaller pores, I mean, it's like, right. You can just broom it faster at that point. I think. You know, and that that one now that it's all cured and turned white, I mean, it's really not as bad as it looked. No, when it, it just kind of stings when it was curing. Yeah, kind of like a tattoo. They tell you don't. Don't go back to your tattoo artist two or three days after you get it. Let your let it start finish healing. Yeah, because it changes as it goes. Yeah, oh. yeah. In the end, that probably it turned out fine. It's just and they're in love with it, so I'm sure they are. I mean, that's fucking beautiful now over there. New retaining wall, oh, whole yeah. new driveway. Oh, it's huge over there. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, bit a bit a couple couple more. Did I don't it? know what we're gonna do. I mean, did we hear back from the big gonna, dog or were you still waiting? Um, I reached out to him, but he didn't answer yet. So okay. my guess is he's still waiting on that other bid and he just doesn't. Yeah, that's fine. Because he, he told me and he is the kind of guy who will tell me one way or the other. Just straight up. Sometimes I you hear that. people who are like, oh, yeah, I'll call you. And then they don't call you. Yeah. Word to the wise for anybody hiring a contractor. You're not going to hurt their feelings saying. Oh. We went with somebody else. We just need to know we for just scheduling. Need to know for scheduling. Like, yeah. Like, you're not hurting my feelings. No. I, yeah, because we just, don't you don't get them all. No. You don't get them all. No. And we're already in a gonna be in a weird position if we land everything else that's still out because yeah. hoping we'll get it all done, but you know, some of that stuff might be spring spring stuff, which is weird to say at the end of August. Yeah. I'm already thinking about that, but just goes to show how much work we got out there. Other than that, it was a good week. Um, this weekend, I did fantasy football draft actually yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's about that time of year. It is, but I haven't done one in like four years, so I'm pretty excited for this one. A really I'm... good draft, and it's like a, it's like 100 bucks for a buy-in, too, so. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, winner takes home like five 500. I'm not a good. big sports fan when it comes to like specifics of sports like i like to sit down and watch 
basketball. I'll You've done the fancy game. thing, though. How did but you like it, that? When it comes to like that kind of stuff, I really like it because it's the competition. Yeah, it's the com- shitty part is, and you want to watch the games because you want to watch your players. And you right. Wanna, yeah. The shitty part is, compared to somebody like you, mm-hmm. I don't have the knowledge of like who's good. So when I'm picking, I'm picking old guys that I've heard about in the media. I'm not yeah. picking. That's fair, but I mean, to be honest with you, I'm no guru either. Right. I just know more probably than the average. Well, and everybody has their days, right? Yeah. And that's what I like about fantasy too is like you can get someone like you that doesn't really watch or keep up with it, but they can still win because it's gambling, it's chance. Some players will get hurt. That's what I enjoy about it. And usually they're pretty good in those drafts. I mean, you know, if you even put in a little bit of time, you can look up stats for guys. Yeah, you can. You can. Not terrible. No, I do like doing fantasy football. It is fun. But yeah, the, the couple that I've done though kind of fell off like halfway through, and people like give up, and then it's yeah, that's when it sucks. But I think hopefully, like if you're playing for a lot of mo- like, we have ten people, so it's a thousand dollar pot. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like fourth place gets their money back, third place gets like one hundred and fifty, second place gets two fifty, and the winner gets five hundred. Somewhere in that range. Right. So, I mean, people are going to be trying to fight to get their money. Like, four people get money back. Yeah. At least. So. That would be cool. I think having a lot of money is going to help people actually set their rosters and actually play and not do what happened that one time. Right. But shit does happen. Yes, it does. No, that brings us. That's a good segue. It is. That's why I wanted to segue into it because $100 is a lot of money. And typically, I don't like. Is it, though? Money's our topic, by the way. Yeah. If you haven't guessed. For for me, that's just how I am, though. So I'm and gonna I describe don't say the way arrogantly. I don't don't take that no, the wrong way. No, a hundred dollars is not a lot of money. Okay. But for me, it, it is a lot of money. I guess. Okay. The way I look at money, it's like, well, a hundred dollars. That's a trip to the grocery store. Like that's how yeah. I look at money. Right. Not everybody looks at money that way. And yeah, I do agree. $100 is a lot of money, but it's also a grocery bill. So, which is a little crazy to me because I was actually, it's funny, I was thinking about this this morning. Mm-hmm. Why I wanted to roll with this topic is because what money, first of all, what money means to me now is completely different than what money meant to me. Like when I was in high school and I had a job and I would collect a paycheck. Like it's, it's, completely changed how I see money and the value of money. Mm. And another thing too is, is it's weird because a hundred dollars back then, I mean, disregard inflation and everything and the amount of a hundred dollars back then is what a hundred dollars meant to me back then Mm -hmm. is not even close to what a hundred dollars means to me now. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't, not that I don't care to have a hundred dollars, but back then I had to think about spending a hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, now, definitely. It just happened. Well, like, there's a change. Like when you're, cause a hundred dollars, you're right. Back in high school. Like if I had like $500 in my bank account and be like, okay, I'm looking yeah, pretty I'm, good. I'm close balling, to it. Right? Maybe even close to a thousand. It's like, if I had a thousand dollars, I'm fucking rich. Oh dude. Back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think my senior year, I had like two or $3,000 saved mm-hmm. up and I was like, I'm set. Like I was, because what did I what did I need? What did I, what monthly expenses did I have back then? Right, like you don't have Fuel. really bills to pay, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But now, like, my rent's like seven hundred dollars. That's <laughs> like 
close yeah. to a thousand. We're talking thousands of dollars just to keep a roof over my head. Yeah. Plus groceries to, you know, and I don't really skimp on the groceries. Like I'll buy what I need. Right. There's no more skipping for me. That was college. See, so that's part of what I, what I mean by a hundred dollars doesn't mean the same thing to me anymore because I don't, I buy what I want. Yeah. And I have the finances to that I've been blessed with to not have to worry about that. Yeah. I want to go drop 40 bucks on a cutoff. I don't, I'm See, that's silly to pe- to some people though, right? That's silly. Well, it's not silly to me because I, it's close. It's borderline for me. Like right. I wanted to buy one of those shirts when we were at Dick's mm-hmm. and I knew I could and right. just be just fine. Yeah. But I, that's just the way I practice saving money. I right. don't know. I just hold back the urge. Yes. No, and and that's a that's a good point because you've always been really good at just socking money away and not spending it. Yeah. And the whole reason I do that is because I don't know what the future holds. Right. And I'm not gonna get caught out on the fucking streets. Obviously, I wouldn't. I'd have a home somewhere. Right. But like that's you know I don't want the help. I want to if something bad happens, I want to have the money to get out of that situation. Right. And it sucks. Because I do have to save money and not just buy. But at the end of the day, if something does happen, I'm ready to go. Yeah, but then once you once you get even past that point with your money to a point where I'm, I'm not 100% there confidently, I am there, but in my mind, I'm not, mm-hmm. I tell myself I'm not there. You get to a point where, okay, I have this money in case shit hits fan like you're talking about. And then I have this money that covers my monthly expenses yeah. and everything. And then, well, okay, well, shit, I have this this money that is just doing nothing. Right. So then you got to start thinking about what to do with that money. Yeah, and I'm, I'm nearing, I'm getting close to that point because I think you're right. There's a flip there because I have the money for this situation. If something goes sour, I have right. the money to cover myself for a year let's say right close to that but now is the point where i need to start stacking money to just be like okay i can just i have a lot of fud room like there's just yeah. i can do whatever with that money. and you're not gonna go out and just but i don't know, know what that number is thousands. though i don't i don't know if anybody does really because i was this is the other thing brenda and i were talking about um when it comes to money like realistically and this is mind-blowing mm-hmm I have just a touch under, no, excuse me, a touch over $4,000 monthly expense in the season. Yeah. What, like business and like all the whole jazz? So I'm talking- Personal and business, I should yep. say. So uh, our loan, truck loan, kid loader, daycare, insurance- Everything that has a monthly expense. Yeah, shop rental, mortgage, shop rent, all that more, stuff. Yep, mm-hmm. all that. Touch over $4,000 a month. Yeah. Five years ago, that would have been flipping mind-blowing to me. Yeah. I would have been panicking the shit out of my head mm-hmm. going, how am I going to make all this work? Yep. And now it's just like, you know, and we don't live paycheck to paycheck, and I'm... and What's awing to me is how 
I can look at a $4,000 a month total and go cost of doing business. Yeah. Whereas five years ago, I would have looked at something like that and went, dude, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a hundred percent. So, so I don't know if there is a number, but I will say that as you become more successful and you do start doing smart things with your money, and sometimes it's hard, like yeah. not spending money when you have money is hard. Mm-hmm. Especially like given my background, I was always the guy working in high school. Like I always had extra fun money. Yeah. And I played right into that, right? So I, I spent it. I had it. I spent it. It wasn't until my adult life that I started to learn how to handle money more properly. And yeah. I'm still learning because the flip side of that is, is once you start getting money ahead, you got to figure out how to use that money to make you money, yeah. right? Yeah, investing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole different ball. Whole game. different ball game. Yeah, I'm still learning that too. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a little difficult to kind of navigate that, but to your point, you know, I don't know if there ever is a magic number that's going to make you feel comfortable because the more money you make, the more money you're going to spend. Yeah. Your costs are, I mean, naturally your costs are going to go up. Like you want this house in the, like your costs are going to go up. Absolutely. But you're also going to progressively start making more money. Yeah. Right. One of the podcasts I listened to, the guy's like super rich, right? Mm -hmm. And he was talking about money. And he goes, you know, everybody always thinks it's really nice to have a lot of money, and it is. But what people who don't have a lot of money don't think about is, okay, well, if my, they're thinking if my air conditioner breaks, that's $4,000 that I have to play, replace that with, Mm -hmm. right? Right. The rich guy's going, if my four air conditioners break down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that kind of stuff is still relevant whether you have money or you don't. It's yeah. just the number's bigger to get the stuff you have fixed. Mm-hmm. For sure. And you don't have to go down that road, by the way. Um, back when I was doing 75 Hard, I was obviously doing a lot of reading and stuff. But a lot of the problems people have are when they start making more money, they want the nicer stuff. You don't have to, If you start making more money, you don't have to have the nicer stuff. The smarter route is to invest that money, keep living the same. I forget what the term they use is called, but they just upgrade. It's a lifestyle change. Like you go from $60,000 you're making for a salary year to 90,000 and you're living in a $500 apartment. You're probably, most people are probably gonna be like, well, I can afford a nicer apartment, but Mm -hmm. you don't have to do that. You can stay in that $500 apartment and invest that extra money and then that money's going to start making money for you and then you can just make your way up the ladder that way. Well, and for a short period cuz that's that's where I'm at, right? I'm in a house that I can more than comfortably afford. Yeah. I could definitely we could move to the house we want now, but that would just keep me in that cycle that you just described. Get a little bit ahead, then you you're spending it and you're still in a spot where you can afford it, but you're never in a spot where you're going to get ahead, right? Yeah. Whereas, and like in your example, if you stay in that $500 a month apartment for another year, even, yeah. you just sock that extra 30, 30 grand away. Well, yeah. Like, what's the difference between the $60,000 guy and his $500 apartment and the difference between the $90,000 guy and his $1,000 apartment? Exactly. They're the same guy because they're living, let's just say they're living paycheck to paycheck. Right. 
they're the same guy. This guy's just got a little bit nicer stuff. But at the end of the day, I learned material things. Doesn't matter. Go so fast. Like you buy a new car, you're like really excited. And then a year later, you're like, I don't even care about this car. Well, and we've talked <laughs> like, about that because, yeah. uh, you know, you've experienced that. So that guy's just got nicer stuff, but they're still both living paycheck to paycheck. At the end of the day, the bank account still probably reads the same. Exactly. And so then, so at that, at then, then what's the point, right? Mm -hmm. That's why you have to be patient. Yes. It takes time. There is no shortcut when it comes to becoming successful. I don't care what you see on social media. I don't care what people, overnight millionaires or whatever mm -hmm. ad you see on YouTube about how you can make blah, 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 blah money. Mm -hmm. It, Dude, living from experience, there is no shortcut. It yeah. just takes time and you have to keep your head down and you just have to keep going. And then on, on the flip side, the shitty part to that is, is once you do start getting to a point where you see the light, you still have to keep your head down and keep going. Yeah. The only way you get, you multiply your money faster. Yeah, you can start spending it and live a decent life, I guess, but. You can. I want more. Yeah. And there's, I don't think there's a problem with that. I don't think there's a problem with wanting to have a lot of money. I By a lot of money, I mean, like, I'm dead set. I'll be a millionaire. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you got the driving ambition for it, which I think you do. You know, it so doesn't you can get there. And and what's weird to me is given the last couple years, you know, nothing has to change. We just have to be the exact same as we have the last two years, which we're gonna grow, obviously, right? We're gonna grow, but there's also Probably going to be a year in there. Feast or famine with construction, man. Probably not going to do yep. too hot. But my point is, is we don't have to get any better than what we did this year. We mm -hmm. just have to hit exactly what we did this year for the next 10 years. And I got a million dollar business. Yeah. Like it, it's crazy that it's tangible to be able to think that. Mm -hmm. Like I can tangibly touch in my thoughts in 10 years, a million dollars. Most people don't don't see that because it's well, such a large number yeah well i mean if you were yourself back in high school or college you would be like no shot right no shot i would have been thinking about the quick ways to try and make as much money as i could to try and get to that point and mm -hmm. but now having gone through one business and starting another and and learning my lessons from the first business and it, using that to accelerate the second one, I can see, you know, that it's possible. Yeah. Not only is it possible, but think about what I just said. Ten years. To your point, you have to be patient. You do. You can see it, and you can, you can grab it, but that doesn't make it happen any faster. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to bounce back to because. I'm not, I don't like being a hip, nobody likes being a hypocrite. Right. I brought the car example up and I, I did that for a reason because that's what I did. Yeah. But now, and I learned a valuable lesson in that I had a 2003 Ford Taurus with 35,000 miles on it. And I could have drove that for the next 10 years, probably if I wanted to and okay. save a shitload of money. Right. But instead I bought a new car and now I have a 300 some odd dollar payment a month that I mm -hmm. have to deal with and a car loan. Right. So that's one of my fuck ups, but I learned a lesson. Like the car was not, the car still is nice and I'm taking really good care of it. 
but I would have been better off just driving that Ford Taurus and just sucking it up, just having right. that, you know what I mean? But I did learn a lesson, so hopefully I won't make that same mistake. No, and in, in your new car, you can do the same thing with your new car, right? I you can. can just drive it till yeah. it dies because if you do that, think about what you're going to have when that point comes. Well, and with the change of career, I'm obviously going to get rid of that car. I'll probably, I might pay it off. Just depends, but I'm going to get a truck at some point. I'm going to need to get a truck at yeah. some point. That's just inevitable in the business I'm in that we're in. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I don't, uh, you know, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I think you do reach a point where you have to do something for yourself with that money. Like mm -hmm. I don't get me wrong. I think it's really important like that you do use like in my example, okay, so I wanted to buy a cutoff that cost 40 bucks. Okay, I did that for me. I didn't do it to reward myself, but I but I did it, one, because I could, and one, because it was something I wanted. And now when I put that on, I'm like, yeah, this is nice. I'm glad I bought this. Mm -hmm. And I kind of get that feeling of reward without intentionally yeah. rewarding myself. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The example that I was bringing up with the two different people are it's a lifestyle change. Like you're, mm -hmm. you're living this poorer life ish, but then you start making more money and you're like, now I can be a baller, but that's really not what you want to do with your money. No. In my, in my opinion. But there, there enters a, a thought, right? If you're used to living paycheck to paycheck, right? I think, I don't know the numbers on it, but I think a lot of people do in this country. Dude, it's crazy to me. There was an article I was reading the other day, and it says the average person that makes $125,000 is living paycheck to paycheck. How? That's crazy. How? How are you making over six figures and living? You're spending stupidly is what you're doing. Well, yeah, their monthly costs are going up because they're making more money. So then they have less. I, that's, the exact, that's the exact example of what you were just saying. Yeah, what, exactly. You know, but that's a mindset thing, right? Because if that's what you're used to, then you're you're going to be somewhat comfortable in that living that kind of lifestyle. You're just never going to get ahead, even though you have every opportunity to do so if you just stick it out yeah. on that lower end. And it works really well. My example works really well because it's like apartments. Mm -hmm. But like if you're buying a house, you make more money and you can afford to buy a house. That's smart investment. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong with this. That's a smart investment, and that's what I'm going to do because you yeah. can resell that house for the value. Right. And you're just not dumping money into a black hole with an apartment. Yeah, and I think there's there's things you do. I mean, once you start becoming more successful and your finances start to grow, my point is is just don't don't stick yourself in that continual cycle of, well, I can afford this because I make this much more money now. Like exactly, that's you the problem there. Forgo that thought. Think about where you would be just in another two years of grinding it out where you're at, making yeah. that bigger money. Uh -huh. But I think, you know, we've talked about this before. We live in a society where I want it now, and that's just you know. Yeah. And now if I can afford it, then okay. Well, I'm already used to only having two hundred dollars left at the end of the month. Yeah. Well, kind of a shitty mindset yeah it's the like it's you should try to get rid of the i can afford it so i'm gonna buy it mentality because yeah. how cool would it be to just envision that car that you want 
still grind it out with you know what, what you have. I, want. I know what car you want. But be able to envision that, still live the lifestyle you have, and mm-hmm. then just one day be able to just write a check for that car. Yeah. Instead of having to go, well, I'm going to have to take a loan out, figure out what your monthly expenses are. Yeah, see, that to me is just, ugh. Right. Yeah. But then you don't have any debt. Yeah, you you know, you wrote a $30,000 check, and, and I don't want this to sound like it's it's hard when you're talking about money to sound not sound arrogant but i'm right. coming from a place of having no money right mm-hmm. in my adulthood i didn't you know once i went out on my own i definitely lived paycheck to paycheck and sometimes even less than that yeah until i figured it out and then over the course of many years so far i've been fortunate to figure this point out and become successful enough that there are times where I can write those checks. Yeah. Doesn't mean I do like we've discussed, you know, with the loader, I can write that check, but I also am to a point where I want to start playing with my capital a little more. So I'm not burning my capital up, but I'm in business. So that's a whole different thing. Yeah, it is. But the average person could look at that and go, well, okay, if I'm diligent, I get a promotion or I get a raise, I make more money. I could cash that car out in five years instead of taking out a loan on it. Mm -hmm. As long as the current car I have is reliable, why not? Yeah, absolutely. I just, I don't see with finances why it's such a problem to have money. Like I don't. What do you mean? I hear, sometimes I hear, you know, oh, you know, money's the root of all evil. And, you know, you kind of go down that road where people are like, well, you're just being greedy because you want more money. And you don't, you know, it's like, I don't look at it that way. I look at money as a tool. Mm -hmm. No more, no less. Right. That's all it is. At the end of the day, it's paper. It doesn't mean anything except for the value of buying something. Yeah. What is important to me and why it's important to me to have so much money is what I can do with that for my family, for other people. I can I can put in my hard work and become successful. I can hire more people, giving other people jobs. I can donate money. I can donate my time because I don't have to worry about charging people for my time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We had a little example of that this week on a job. I donated all my time to that specific job. Yeah. Because the money wasn't there. Well, okay. I'm I'm good. Like I'm I can do that this time. Yeah. That's okay. Nothing would make me happier than to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, we talk about this all the time when we daydream about winning the lottery. Right. I think most people are <clears throat> along the lines of me where I'm looking at a nice house. I'm looking at a Corvette. I'm looking at the pool in the backyard. I'm looking at all these fancy things I can buy with this money. But every time I talk to you about it, you're like, I can do so much good with this money. That's not my first thought. So I think you're rare with that. Yeah. And and I used to be, right, that mm-hmm. same mentality like you. Like, oh, man, I want the, I want the Lambo. I want the yeah. house in Florida. I want... You fucking know, balling right yeah i want to go drop a million dollars in vegas if i but i don't have like it's not that those ambitions aren't there it's just there's so much more i can do with that yeah 
And to me, that's more important. If I can help bring somebody up, not you can't do it for them, right? Like I'm right. not talking about giving charity to everybody because no. that doesn't do them any good. Mm-hmm. But if I can help somebody get into a better position faster, why not? Yeah. And then they can become in, in the position, and then guess what? They can turn around and do that for somebody else. Yeah, just so, keep going down the line. Yeah, and that's why I don't see, you know, when people are like, well, money's not everything. You know, it is. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because you, as long as you use it for the right intentions, yeah. and just remember, money's a tool. That's, and that's, I tell myself that every time I buy something, every time I make a big paycheck, we get a big job or something like that. Like, I don't look at it as have all this money i look at it as okay now i have all this opportunity because that's all it is yeah i mean yeah yeah that's kind of the way i look at money now because when i was doing all my reading and stuff when i was doing 75 hard it was a lot of financial and you know investing your money and truly like if that's where you want to try to get to to make your money just make you money yeah that's and i when i was younger i was just like how are all these people you know are they what are they doing with all this money Mm -hmm. well a lot of the adults are investing their money that way later on down the line they can leave their jobs or they can retire and so building up that first like investment i think is huge and in college i was like well Mm -hmm. how am i going to get all this like where where do i go from here like i'm going to be making money what do i do with this money Mm -hmm. well a couple years ago i figured out well you build up a big enough pot that money's going to just start making money for you yeah and and that sounds dumb and obvious but i mean i was confused about this stuff because i never read about any of this stuff in college or high school or anything so i didn't know well, and like, that's another problem. They don't really teach you that kind of stuff. That's kind of what I wanted to get into a little bit because, like, I think high schools should definitely be teaching these things. You can obviously learn it in college, but, like, even just, like, taxes and stuff like that. I don't know if that's necessarily something that can be taught in high school because a kid, I don't think a kid has enough He's not going to give a shit. Right. I think college is where that needs yeah, to be Yeah, and you taught. can take course on that, I guess. That's on me more than anybody, but. Yeah, but they have, they could make that mandatory, no different than they make like a humanitarian. They could, or you know, you could, you could, they could make at least you know a one, a three credit class mandatory, and I think it would help a lot of people. Yeah, but again, I think money is also a personal thing, yeah. and you have to kind of learn those lessons as you go. Yeah, the shitty part is, is if you learn those lessons hard, like I did the first go around it puts you in a spot where you literally have to start from zero and rebuild again. Yeah. He is, you learn the lesson the right way and it'll actually make you grow faster the second time around, mm-hmm. which is good. But no, I, I think that's an issue too. I think we don't, in our schools, we don't talk about money enough. Yeah. I think they should at least give it a try. Whether the kids give a shit or not, at least they're like aware of the subject. Like, yeah. Because I was completely not aware. Right. And you just like I said, it could be on me. But like even when I was on my own for a while, I was just like, I was almost scared to invest because I'm like, wait, should is this what I should be doing with this right. money? Like, I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, or even that, you know, a subject that's really hot right now is then they don't teach you about is your student loans. Mm-hmm. When you get out, how do you, how do I start making, you know, $50,000 a year, but then turn around and have a, what, four or $500 a month in student loans to start paying back? Yeah. No, I, I did a really good job at the start when I started making, because that's one thing I did understand. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I don't want this debt. Right. So I wasn't really investing my money into stocks or crypto or anything like that. I was just paying off my student loans because I'm like, well, I don't want this over my head. Mm-hmm. So I paid off my private loans. But Which I bet you're glad you paid off your private loans because now did. you're going to get some forgiveness on them government loans. Mm-hmm. And that's the only ones I have left. But that freeze came along and I was like kind of around the time where I was learning about investing. I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay these loans off. They're frozen and they've been frozen for like two years now. Mm-hmm. So that money that I would have been paying to student loans, I'm investing and in obviously the current market, I'm probably not making money, but for about a half a year, I was making money instead of just paying off my student loans that weren't accruing interest. Yeah, but if you think about that, they're they're not they're not gaining, they're not losing, right? They're in limbo. So by you investing that money, you're I'm actually up. you're up. I'm beating inflation or trying it, to. And then it goes back to our conversation of okay, well, you're making your money make you money. And so now when student loans do kick back in, if you chose to, you could drop a bomb on those. Exactly. So I don't think that's a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. That's just something I learned through all of this right like without covid i mean i probably would have just been not really learning about investing money but because they got frozen it's like well what do i do with my money well i have to learn how to invest it and right. that's what i did so to me it it helped me honestly the freezes on the loans helped me a lot yeah because i'm sure there are some people that just kept just kept paying it which is fine too but i'm sure there probably was but then there was probably a lot i think there's probably more people like you who just thought okay well it's not a curing interest so yeah and i had a converse and joe kind of directed me in this situation because joe could pay off his loans he should have them paid off he could but he's smart and he reads a lot of financial stuff and all this and he's like well i can make more money putting this to investments instead of paying off loans. And that's when it's like, he might be onto something here. Right. So it's more or less credit to Joe, but I still had to go learn how to invest my money. Yeah. And that's in all fairness, that's a, that's kind of my next step of where I need to go. I have this lump sum. Now I need to figure out what to do with it. It's to make tough. It, more. it is. Yeah. It really is. But right now is not a bad time to put your money into the market. No. Because it's down. Right, which that's a whole nother conversation with somebody who's a lot more smarter than me. Knowledgeable? Yeah, I'm not I'm not really there either. I know how to make money. I know how to save it. If you want it. to talk about crypto, we can talk about crypto. Absolutely I can not. help with that. Not a world I want to dive into. <laughs> I don't think anybody really wants to hear about that. But No. <laughs> well, you got any other final thoughts this week? No, I don't think so. I think just, you know, be smart with your money. Yeah, there's lots of things you can learn. Yeah. You can never stop you know, learning. And, and and don't don't be embarrassed to want more money. Like that's not a bad thing. No. Just don't be greedy. Yeah. That's the lesson. 
money mm-hmm. can make people very greedy. Yeah, it can. So, anyways, feel free to reach out to us at Blue Collar Built Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We'll catch you guys next week.